You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, you, welcome to the Author's Leverage. This is another amazing episode I'm excited for. Uh, we've been talking with so many professionals who help and support authors, and this topic today is really unique and really special. I think it's one of those social media platforms, actually, that we don't really think about, but where we've all heard of it and we know that uh, there's potential and there's another avenue for us to get our messages out there and to spread the word. So I'm excited today. We're talking with Linda Barutha. She's all about working smarter, not harder. Hello. <laughs> and when she started using the third largest search engine, Pinterest, for lead generation, she just knew she had to share with others. So if you are ready to get your lead generation on autopilot, you're going to enjoy this episode. So welcome, Linda, to the episode to the to the show, Authors Leverage. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah, absolutely. So tell the audience a little bit about your background and how you got into uh, what you're doing today. Yeah, well, um, short version. <laughs> uh, I In the corporate world back in the day, I worked in IT. I was a PC consultant, did some um, website design freelance work, and then took time off and raised a family. And meanwhile, I was always dabbling with being an entrepreneur. And um, then uh, that looked all different ways, took all different forms over the past 20 years. And uh, basically, uh, about five years ago, I decided I really need to master working 100% online and from home or wherever I want to be. And uh, so I started educating myself on specifically online marketing. And uh, at first I kind of semi settled into email marketing because I understand the power of it. Um, the internet is so huge, right? And it's um, hard to uh, basically get noticed and even for people just to find your website. But a couple years ago, I had a VA that was working for me. I had a couple of them. And uh, one of them kind of specialized in Pinterest. And what she ended up doing is taking every blog post I had, every lead magnet, and turning them into pins on Pinterest. And that generated so much uh, website traffic for me that I was just blown away. I was like, this is so cool. 
like I had to know more, you know? And um, so what ended up happening is I kind of did a deep dive into that and um, started providing that service for others. And actually now I have a marketing agency that really specializes in utilizing the power of SEO platforms like Pinterest, like YouTube, to um, really build your authority in your industry and really increase your online visibility, which is something that's very important to us. And where I see a lot of people trying to do that on social media, but it's really hard to break through that noise. There's so many, there's so, so many. And so when you start using the power of an app, search engine platform instead, um, it's like you're working smarter, hmm. right? Because it's organically um, going to show people who are already looking for you. And, and that's the beauty of it. It's like, to me then, they're more of a warm lead instead of a cold lead, right? When they went and clicked your pin, followed a link to your website, they are already more interested as opposed to you doing a dance on TikTok, right? <laughs> that's that's so true. Um, we, I just was talking with about that with someone and, <clears throat> you know, some of the other ways in which we find our clients and get people to notice us and what we have to offer, you know, it does make a huge difference if they're the ones who are initially searching a question or typing in a question in Google. They're already in, I guess you would call it um, solution finding mode, and then they come across you. Right, exactly, exactly. And with Pinterest being a search engine, you know, they are typing in just like they would on Google, Uh, what it is, what information they want. People do the same thing, YouTube all the time. My mom is in her 80s. And anytime she doesn't know how to do something, she's over on YouTube. (laughs) You know, so 80 year olds are doing it. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the other platforms are really just more, you know, entertaining and um, to that is to that extent, right? You're just trying to see what other people are up to. You're not exactly in solution finding mode, but when you end up on these other platforms, it's it's a completely uh, different frame of mind that they're in at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you talk about the search and oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The the search engine. I mean, that's we said that Pinterest is the third largest search engine, um, right? And I, I tend to forget how popular it is. So, can you talk a little bit more about Pinterest in terms of uh, what's possible and the capabilities that it has? Yeah, because I just see it as pictures, yeah. but <laughs> it's more. Right, right. It's like a visual search engine, is what, how I like to think of it. Um, what's there's a huge myth. People that, you know, vaguely know about Pinterest think that it is uh, for foodies, bloggers and DIY home decor, you know, uh, things like that. But there is a huge uh, amount of people that are on there providing services. And for instance, look up branding, 
branding colors. Oh my gosh. You're going to get so many people that not only do they do branding and strategy, but you know, they do logo designs and all of that. That's all service-based providers that are using the visual aspects of a search engine. That's what they're doing. And online coaches, there are a ton of online coaches that if you do a search for them in Pinterest, you'll see. And you can tell from some of them based on the followings that they have that they've been at it for quite a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think my whole thing goes back to people are intimidated by SEO because that sounds very technical and that's very intimidating to people. So um, what I like to explain is, you know, I remember back in like, like mid to late nineties when we just started having computers in our own homes. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember looking at the internet and thinking, how is anybody going to find you? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like I was trying to already figure that out in my head. And that's exactly what Google did for us mm-hmm. is they gave us that way of, okay, you can put in these keywords of what you're looking for. We're going to give you the best possible match, right? And that's exactly what SEO does. So there's a couple things uh, in using that power. And it's something that most people don't take the time to do. Again, they think it's very technical. Um, and it really doesn't cost that much to have somebody apply SEO to your website and things like that. You need that website to get noticed, right? So you want to have it optimized by um someone with SEO so that it's pointing out to Google, these are my keywords. Mm -hmm. And I use these keywords all the time in my content that is also residing on my website, right? And so when you then create a pin on Pinterest and it's linking back to that blog post, right? On your website, you're just amplifying to Google that, oh, you, yeah, you're over there too. You're over, oh, you're also using YouTube and you've got those same keywords, right? And and Google basically rewards you all along the way so that you start inching up on the Google rankings when it comes to when somebody puts in a search for exactly what it is that you offer, right? Um, That's why it's interesting, um, you know, let's say you like you. So you have a lot of authors right in your audience. So if you write a book, you're not just going to name it, you know, Linda Bertha. Right. I mean, who's going to search for that? Only somebody that I told. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're going to use some keywords. You know, um, if it's a book on mindset, it's a book on travel. You know, you're going to use the key words that relate, relate to the product. And that's something that should be taken into consideration for your heading, for the, your, the name of your book, for your 
heading in your in your blog posts. You know, it's all of that is going to play a key role into improving the way you get found. Mm. And again, like you said earlier, it's so much easier when somebody's already looking for what it is that you have. Right, right. Makes a big difference. Can you talk a little bit about how you help or what you advise someone do to do in finding out what those keywords are? Yeah, you know, first of all, you have to have a really clear understanding of number one, who your ideal client is, because you're gonna talk in their terms. Okay. Number two, you're going to have a really clear understanding of what your uh, offer is. So in this case, if it's a book, really, really good understanding of that, which I would imagine you would, right? If you spent months writing it (laughs) um, and you make a list of what those keywords are, okay, and incorporate them in everything you write everything on your website and then amplify that with anything else you write off of your website. So let's say you're making a pin on Pinterest for that. Make sure you're using those same keywords in the description. Mm. You know, for every pin you're putting in a description, you also have a heading to the graphics that you create for that pin. Make sure that it's calling out that ideal client. Make sure it's something that's going to speak to them and it's relevant to what it is that you have to offer so that that when they click over, see, you can't fool Google. They're going to know if you give it a, you know, different name. You're calling it a boat when it's really a car. You know, they're going to know. They're going to say, ah, mm -mm," and then they're, They're not going to help you out, right? But if they see um, ethical consistency, that's where um, you're going to get the better rankings. That's incredible. And how many many actual keywords is recommended to have and focus on? You know what? It depends on what your topic is and things like that. Um, I would say a good number is... I would have from three to five core Mm -hmm. uh, keywords that, you know, that is your, what I like to call cornerstone content. Your cornerstone content should always be speaking to uh, and referencing those keywords Um, because that's how you're going to become the authority. That's how, and, and Pinterest and YouTube, are only going to help you with the visibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people, believe it or not, that don't go on a lot of social media platforms. You want to reach them as well. Right, right. And and Google, Google's the number one search engine, of course. And when you type something in there, you're going to f- see, you know, typically now it's, it's, it keeps changing, but you see um, essentially trying to make it easier for you to find what you're searching for and to get the best possible answer to it, right? That's how they stay in business. And so, um, and so I I do see, of course, YouTube videos populating that search uh, uh, result that comes up. 
And with Pinterest, is it also the same? So Pinterest uh, will also show up under that Google search. It's not that yes. people need to be on Pinterest. Is that is that correct? Or is exactly it? it. Okay. If you're not out there and you're not, or a pin isn't doing well, it's not going to show it. But if a pin's doing really well and it's really relatable to what that search request was, you bet it's going to show up. Not only that, but Google came out with this really cool thing last year called Google Web Stories. And it's very similar to like Instagram stories, but it's so much more powerful because it's on a search engine. And so you're going to start seeing Google Web Stories come up as a little video um, looking like an IG story, if you will, but it comes up in search results if somebody has created a Google Web Story. And you can now create Google Web Stories right from your WordPress website. Wow. And that was something else I wanted to mention that people misunderstand all the time. Um, the r- number one recommended uh, website platform is WordPress. And here's the, but it may only make sense if you know why. WordPress uses open source coding, right? So it's not hidden. So it's the easiest for Google to read. So anytime you're using something that makes Google's job easier, that's the smartest way to go. Mm. Mm. And um, if you're using something else like Wix, Weebly, Kajabi, you know, those are containers. Those are not, they have coding that Google can't get to. Mm. So their access to the SEO and everything takes a lot more work for Google to get at. Yeah. I see. So people always wonder, why do you recommend only WordPress? That's why I'm going to use whatever is easiest for Google. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's such an, a very interesting point. Um, because I know a lot that use, like I said, those other containers. Um, but I, I didn't realize that there was a barrier between Google and reading uh, what's on the site. So that's a really, really important note. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. Now, you've kind of shared some things as to why it's important to uh, position yourself to be found and when people are searching and the benefits of doing so. But can you also share, um, I guess, on the other side, what people are missing or what um, I, I say, what mistakes are or actions are counting against them? Because you just mentioned, for example, if you have a site that's not on WordPress, you know, there's going to be an issue with being found. So are there other um, you know, aspects you can share about the process of, of what you do that or that you see that other people are doing that are maybe costing them, especially when we talk about authors who have books and have a message to get out there. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, really, I think that people are avoiding having that cornerstone content that I talked about on their website. A lot of people don't even have a website. Mm. And they figure, well, I've been getting by. I'm doing fine, you know. But it could really increase, right? Like, I will not, like, if I go and look somebody up, I heard about um, a business. I'm talking about a business, right? If I go and look up a business and they don't, they're not represented at all. They or they only have a Facebook page. That's the other thing. They only have a Facebook page because somebody else, a coach told them that that's all you need. Um, and I'm here to say no. <laughs> you, you need a website because you know what? A cons- consumers are smart. And we want to see two things. If we're going to spend any money, we want to see that you're legitimate right? Because there have been lots of scams where you send money to receive a so-called book and, you know, you get nothing, Mm -hmm. right? Or you get a pamphlet, you know, and you were expecting a book. What is this? (laughs) Right, right. Um, So nowadays people are smarter. So they're double checking. They're saying, okay, are you a real um, business? If you only have a Facebook page, they're not going to really consider that. They want to see a real website. Second of all, um, they want to see that, you know, you have reviews, reviews, testimonials. They want to know more about it. It's no different than when they go on Amazon. You know, um, over Christmas, my daughter wanted this fancy (laughs) um, floor cleaner, right? It, it, vacuums and it cleans and does all this stuff. I don't remember the name of it, but I knew that not to substitute for her because she does all of her research and reads every single review (laughs) before she wants to make a purchase, you know, like, and she's 30 and she knows like people are smart. And so some of the mistakes are thinking, oh, well, I just need this real quick. Mm -hmm. Well, I just need, I don't need to invest any money is what they're kind of saying, which um, that does speak to the consumer. Consumers are smart. We know that if you only have a Facebook page and not a website, you wouldn't consider it um, of value to spend the money and invest and get that. Hmm. Mm. That's that, that's a very important point. Now, if yeah. an author, let's say an author just released a book, what kind of what would you suggest that they do um, to really max out as much as possible? You know, uh, being more visible, being able to be found more easily. What would you recommend? Well, what I would recommend is the six months prior to that, they get on every podcast they possibly can to promote it. Um, they, you know, I once interviewed somebody a month ago and he used to work in Hollywood and, um, he said, you need to do it exactly like the stars do new movie comes out. Oh, how do you know about it? Oh, because one of those famous actors went on the light show and was talking about it, went on Ellen and was talking about, they go on tour. 
right? Well, an author needs to do the exact same thing. They need to get on as many podcasts as possible. They need to have plenty of content out there. Pinterest, get those pins out there. Make sure that you are saying the same thing over and over and over again. This, the beauty of using Pinterest or YouTube is that, and even a podcast for that matter, is that that content becomes evergreen. Mm. Think about it. it. There's no no date. I'm still getting repins of pins that I did 15 years ago. Wow. It doesn't matter. People don't care. If the information is what they wanted, they found that's just when they found it. Yeah. Right? And and it doesn't matter. And that's what you want for your book. So I would say use that more so than social media. Yes, you should still have, have a presence on social media, but that's not where you're going to spend the majority of time. What I like to tell people is this. You write a piece of cornerstone content. Let's say it's an email announcing about your book or a uh, blog post, an article, whatever, and a sales page for that matter, mm. right? It's going to have lots of content and it's all going to be about your subject matter. Then you take that and you tear it apart. And we like to call it blog bites. You pull blog bites right out of it that you use for social media, you know, so you're going to tear it apart. So there's no like starting from scratch, writing content after content piece. Take your biggest piece, write it really well, and then break it all down into the other pieces that you need. Wow. You know? that That's really, really good. Because like you said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You've already done well, a lot I am of the all about. Yeah, I am all about repurposing, repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. It, not enough people are doing that. And so they're, they're burning out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they really, they really are burning out. So again, it's about working smarter and need more efficient. Um, it's going to save you so many headaches. And again, you're getting that same solid message across in every piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about working smarter, not harder, especially, right. you know, with authors, you know, they've, like I said, they've slaved, they've worked really, really hard to get this information out and, um, and repurposing it. That's, that's what we're about in terms of our service. We're taking that book and repurposing it as an online course um, so they can generate even more profit. Um, but at the right. end of the day, that you're still going to need to be in the business of marketing and and doing mm-hmm. it. Um, but I love what you shared today that you can do it smarter, not harder. And that just that shift in being where people are searching, being yeah. of being visible for where people are in solution yeah. finding mode, <laughs> right? And that's, yeah. we all, we're all there, we're on Google, we're trying to get an answer to something we want it as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So that is, yeah. has been such a, a huge uh, learning for today and for those that are listening. So um, could you share a little bit more about uh, what it looks like to work with you, what that process is like, so that way the audience has that insight? Yeah, yeah, so my marketing agency, what we do is we help people um, 
in a couple different ways. Uh, we have services that um, basically I customize to what their needs are. Some of them, we take that one content piece, that cornerstone piece, and we turn it into all those different pieces like I just described. And then we get that scheduled for them. And we have that on a retainer basis that we do with them. Other people, we're taking all of their existing and new content and we're getting it onto Pinterest for them. Other ones, um, we are taking, let's say they do a lot of Facebook Lives, right? Um, they have a lot of videos. Well, we repurpose that and we build their YouTube channel for them. Uh, the other thing we do is we um, do SEO optimization for websites. So yeah, it's all in the realm of the things that we talked about. And that's how my team is able to help them. And uh, majority of it is all full concierge. So they just really spend some time giving us a really good idea of their business and what they're doing and what they currently, where they're at. And then we make a plan from there and help them. Hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm going to have, there There will be links here uh, on this episode for anyone who wants to get in touch with, uh, with Linda. And, you know, she has a program and other things that she's been doing that, again, it's all concierge, full concierge to help us get uh, seen and be more visible online. So uh, Linda, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to ask you to share any last parting words of advice that you have. And I, I ask every guest who comes on uh, when they hear the phrase, the author's leverage, what that means to them or what comes to mind when you hear that. Well, when I think of the author's leverage, I think if I'm going to be writing something, I better, I better look into the author's leverage because I want it. I want leverage. <laughs> Yeah, we, um, we, uh, I like, I have a new program and it's called the advantage. Uh, and I want to be able to give the advantage to your listeners and, uh, make sure that they can have the success that they deserve just by getting more visible in a, a less stressful way. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Linda, thank you again for sharing your wisdom and advice. Uh, I know it's a little technical for some of us, not for me because I'm, <laughs> this is also my world, but, um, but I trust that uh, you all learned something. Linda has a really great way of just sort of breaking it down and making it simple. So uh, I trust that you got that today and uh, I'm thankful that you were here to listen to this episode and we'll see you in the next episode of the author's leverage. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, 